Hello and welcome to this edition of PR Oddity. Is that what we're called? That is what we're called. Yes, yes. I know we forget right. every time. Well done. Well done, you. Um, I'm Charlotte. I'm Kirsty. And I'm Eve. And I know it's been a little while since our last podcast where we had the wonderful Caroline on talking to us, but we've done all sorts of things since then, including moving offices and various other things that we'll no doubt talk about today. And this is going to be the final podcast of series one or season one. Are we in American? We'll be in season or series. But we'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back with different themes pretty soon and a new look and feel. But we've learned a lot along the way, I think. And we've all started listening to more and more podcasts. And it seems to be coming more and more the norm, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. We've got lots of ideas for, for season two. two. <laughs> Sounds Series like Game of Thrones. Season two. Should we release it at two o'clock in the morning so that people have got to stay up to listen to it yeah, when it first if, comes out, like, like Game me, of Thrones? If you like me and can't sleep last night, you'll get up to watch it. Oh. 2am. Hardcore. Um, so what are we talking about today? We're talking about why and the power of asking the question why. And why? It's important to ask why. Very important to ask why. And I think this came about from a conversation we were having last week, didn't it? And we were looking at planning workloads. Business planning. Yeah, forecasting, all these things. And it, we started to ask each other a little bit more, didn't we? Why we were doing certain things in certain ways and the difference it could make. Just having somebody say to you, particularly me, why are you going to that meeting? I, I think... If you were to ask me that, it will revolutionise my life. <laughs> I think that little bit more thought into something rather than just booking things into the diary for me, that simple, somebody saying why, why is that important? And it's an interesting question, it's an interesting word, I think, the word why. It can sometimes make you feel a bit defensive. So there's other ways to do it without just yelling why at people. Um, you sort of tell me a little bit more about that, what are you going to get out of that? kind of thing so that you don't suddenly become all prickly about it but it does make you think about things a little bit more yeah I think it's just it's difficult isn't it because life's so busy and work is so fast-paced in whatever industry you work in that it can be difficult to kind of pause and ask and question why you're doing certain things um, but if you do then it can kind of open up a new way of looking at stuff and new opportunities I think we do it for clients quite a lot, don't we? We'll we'll always be saying to clients, why are you wanting to do that? What are you wanting to achieve from that? Yeah. What's your objective? What's your goal? What's your aim? Why? Why do you want us to do that? Rather than just saying, yes, we'll do it. I think sometimes you do fall into the trap, though, of doing things the way they've always been done. Mm. So I do still think, even with clients, um, it is our job, actually, to be a little bit more assertive, almost, with them. Because sometimes, as a business ourselves, we need that don't we? Yes. And I think sometimes, I think it can be the role of the PRs to be asking the client why. Why are you doing that? What do you want to achieve from it? Yeah. Um, I've, I've um, dug out a blog that I wrote quite a while ago on, the, on this very subject. Um, and there were some questions on there all around the question why. And the first one, I think, that maybe not enough businesses ask is why do they actually need PR? Why do they think they need mm. PR? And what are they hoping to achieve from it? And I think by asking that in the outset, which I know we do as part of the sidekick science thing, but it it forces businesses to maybe think is do you know are we doing this for the right reasons? Yeah. What outcomes do we want to get from it? And that makes the whole thing a lot easier for everybody involved. Yeah, it does, and it should it should weed out those 
um, conversations with people where they think that they just want one press release and one press release is going to change their business overnight because suddenly everybody will know about them and everybody will want to buy their service or product when actually that's never going to achieve that for them. And if you if you have that proper conversation, why? Why do you, why do you need this? Who's told you that you need it? Where's this thought process coming from? What do you want to achieve? I think the problem with that sometimes is often a lot of businesses don't actually know why. So... <laughs> it's good to have that conversation at the outset, isn't it? And kind of understand where they're coming from. And also just it helps manage expectation. So they understand what really is realistic and what is achievable, but also sets goals that you're all aiming for um, and that can hopefully achieve together with a good plan. Mm. So we want everybody to start PR by asking why they need it. Um, And that just helps build the strategy, doesn't it? Definitely if you all know what you're aiming towards. And the other things that on this blog were, why am I writing a press release? Which yeah. I think is something that a lot of PR agencies as well are guilty of kind of just yeah. plowing on with and yeah. you stop and think, why? Why? Yeah, what's it actually going to achieve? What are you, what are you doing that for? Are there other, way, other, other ways to do it? And I think that's changed massively over the years, hasn't it? And there are so many other ways to do things than just thinking, right, I must write a press release. But... You've got to see the agencies that have moved with the times and aren't just sat there doing that because there are so many other outlets and opportunities to do things and reach more people and reach more targeted audiences than writing a press release and sending it out. Yeah, who's reading it? Yeah. Who? (laughs) It's utterly pointless if it's not. Is that another question? Yeah, it's who. Oh, no. (laughs) Confusing my trusting with why. But you've got to have the right, um, which I know comes on to another point in your blog, but who is yeah who is being targeted with this information? Um, Maybe we need to go back to childhood. We need to be like toddlers because they ask why yeah, all, the time, all the time, don't they? Yeah. They just run around yeah, constantly why? shouting why, why, why. <laughs> and we can do that in our office, but then find better ways to, <laughs> to word it out there in public. But they do, don't they? That's their content because they're finding out about the world and don't just accept what's happening in front of them. They want to know why that yeah. happens in that way. And um, like you said, we do things because that's how we've always done them. Yeah. And that goes for all walks of life doesn't it so I think this asking why more will shake things up a a heck of a lot more scare clients to death (laughs) (laughs) we'll tell them we've got to listen to this first and then they'll just go all right okay (laughs) the third question on the blog was why am I targeting this media outlet which yeah is is what you've just said um and I know you've talked about examples in the past Charlotte where you've worked with clients that perhaps have wanted a you know, a certain publication or, yes. you know, I want to be in this newspaper. And if you stop and say why, none of your customers read that or your target audience isn't even reading print media, that kind of thing, then it can change the whole strategy Yeah, for the better. It can do. I used, I'm thinking of a, an old chief executive that I used to work with who always wanted to be in a particular newspaper, but it was because he read it. That was it. That was his only reasoning. And I used to have these lengthy conversations with him saying but we're not trying to reach you. <laughs> you know what you do. All of the people that use your services are here and that's not where you want us to target. And it took a lot of time to get that message through. We got there in the end. It's easily done though, isn't it? Really easily done. Mm. 
I think the diary one for me is a particularly interesting one because I know that I am one for booking. I see a networking event or I see a, something going off and I just book it in and then I look at my diary and think actually how none of that is physically possible <laughs> unless I've got Hermione's time travelling pendant um, and also it just makes life bloody difficult. But that's then broaching into not asking why, that's saying no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's you asking that's me a, why. Why have you done that? Yeah, I'm not good at saying no, but if somebody's asking me why, then I might get a bit better. <laughs> I might start questioning myself before I just click the book this event. Eventbrite must love me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on there. I can get <laughs> it's just asking, asking why, isn't it? What you're going to get from things, and that could be um, a part of your PR strategy. It could be um, going to networking events and meetings it could be social things um, you know we've all done it where we've said yes to something like a party and then sat there like, oh, why am I going to this I do it all the time because I can't say no I do think that when you own your own business it does become even more pertinent because I, I think when you're perhaps employed for somebody else there's always that you might be oh why am I doing this why am I doing that but you've been told to do it so it's kind of like yes. the controls are sometimes taken away from you but I think when you are in control and you've got your own business and it's impacting on you and your time it becomes much more of a not an issue but not it's not necessarily terrible that you're going to all these networking things you know it's uh, you're getting out and about and you're meeting people but it is just being like quite decisive about how do I need to spend my time what's really going to be value for our business um, and I think us having our own business has helped us understand that a little bit more but we're just not quite there yet no, I need to catch up with that rather than just thinking you know that sounds that nice, sounds nice. And then I've, and you're I've... interested in things aren't know, you that's I all am. it is you're interested in people you're interested in finding out about what's going on yeah. whether it be in the local area or in particular areas that you work within so it is difficult sometimes to draw the line as but then to what's actually find, necessary or not yeah you find then that you've committed a full morning don't you to yes, something and you yeah. think actually if I don't go to that I've got a full morning back where I could be doing the business development or looking at what we're doing I think it just brings it into a different focus when you're a business owner doesn't it that's yeah all, that's all I mean and perhaps you are a little bit more clear about how you need to use your time just to bring it back to um PR as well, and not our away day. Yes. Broadcaster podcast. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> uh, the the why why aren't we measuring PR? How many businesses have a PR agency in place or somebody employed in house, but then don't look at what they're doing and measure it? Yeah, and evaluate it. Frustrates me. It's really, really frustrating. frustrating. I just can't. I cannot understand how any board or how any business management team are willing to hand over x amount of months or x amount for a project without having any measurement there yeah. without having any objectives and goals at the beginning and any measurement to see how they've done because how on earth do they know how successful something's been how do they know how to do something again and what, what areas need improving what's worked what yeah, hasn't worked it's not like every time's going to be a roaring success is it no but it's really important to know what has worked and what hasn't worked because for next time you can evolve things develop things make things different and better yeah but even having that idea of what success is going to look like yes, for yeah. them if you've not set that in place how how can you then measure but if you're not measuring how on earth do you carry on because Again, you could just be doing the same old thing and you do the same, what's that saying? You do the same, unless you change your behaviours, things yeah. don't change around you, do they? And 
do the same thing, you get the same results. Yeah. And if you're wanting to improve and do things differently, you've got to have those measurements in place. You've got to be questioning why you're doing things. Which comes back to the original why of why people are doing it. So if they want to grow a certain area of the business, how are they going to measure that? And then make sure those, those measurements are put in place before the work begins. Yeah. It reminds me of an NHS trust I worked with years and years ago where they had to, they, they always put out after the big group meeting, they would always put out an all communication to all staff and it took about four hours to prepare it and it had to go out the day after the meeting and it was so important and must be done and it had been done for years. And then I came in and kept thinking, this is an absolutely ter terrible publication, a piece of communication, terrible email, it's not written in the right way. However, um, but I wanted to, I did start to question it and people were not listening at all. So one time after the meeting, I didn't send it out. So we'll see, well, we'll see how important it is. It took six months for somebody to ask me where it was. <laughs> six months and then one person said to me what happened to that email that used to come out called xxxxx and I said oh I just stopped doing it because I didn't think it and, he, and this guy said oh I read it and I said well you were the only one 2,300 employees you're the first person in six months that's asked me where it was and it is just do some research as well find out what's working because that used to take a heck of a lot of time for no impact clearly no impact apart from on one man one man Six months later. Bless Life's him. never been the same. <laughs> yeah. still, still waiting. <laughs> but it is just looking, and I think it's always easier with new clients to ask the questions why mm. than it is with it, with long-standing ones. Definitely. But that's where reviews and things like that are really useful to sit down and say, okay, you might have always sent this newsletter out to staff in this way. You might have always communicated with staff in this way. But what's fresh? What's new? What's out there? Can you be communicating with them using an app rather than an email system? And we shouldn't be scared of the outcome of no. these reviews. Because sometimes you can fall into that trap, can't you? Like, ooh, what's going to happen? Ooh, you know, but it's, it's about being proactive yeah. with other recommendations and other suggestions and using the, that, that pause almost to just reflect on as you say what's worked what hasn't worked and what could work better um i think it is always good to go to those kind of meetings with other ideas yeah. and they might not take you up on it or whatever but it's just it is it just gives you that time to just think about other options and it does i'm a big believer in piloting things as well give it a go try yeah. it give it a three months six months go and if it doesn't work don't do it but if it does then you can build on it can't you yeah but i think people are scared aren't mm. they of they are change and change yeah change people are very scared of change change communications that whole there's a whole massive area isn't there of leading people through a different way of doing it yeah should we have a quick break then and come back in a few minutes So welcome back to the second half of PR Odyssey. We've had a nice break there, We've done a little bit of ranting, a little bit of laughing. Um, in the first half, we talked about um, all the different times that we should feel like we should be asking why and all the different benefits you can get from asking why and the ways that it makes you think about things differently and do things differently. Now we're going to look at five big whys that we think people should be asking in the PR world. Uh, firstly, it's we have already mentioned this, um, but for us, number one is why are you getting a PR agency? What do you want to achieve from it? What strategies are you, strategies are you putting in place? Um, will you have resource in-house to help support the PR strategy and work with an agency? 
why do you want to do it and what do you want to achieve? Because often you'll get people ring up and somebody will have told them that they need PR, but they don't actually understand what PR is. And I know that's a whole different topic. And I think we've talked about it in the past of what is PR. But when you start to ask those questions and drill down to what they're wanting to achieve, it's not always PR that they need. Somebody might want an advertising campaign or it might be something completely different that they need. It might be marketing. And again, last time we talked to Caroline, didn't we, about the the blurred lines, but the the quite distinct differences as well. And I think for us as a PR agency, one of the worst things that can happen is starting to work with people when it becomes quite clear that you're not going to be able to deliver what is in their mind. And then it becomes a cycle of disappointment <laughs> almost. And if we if they, that question is asked right at the beginning and they're clear what they want to achieve from this investment, it just makes the whole process it much does. more straightforward. And I think that's where the sidekick science process that we go through with new clients comes into its own because if there was a problem, it would be thrown up then in that first instance. Yeah. You would know straight away that actually what they're wanting is not what we do. So the second question is, why have we got an issue with staff retention within an organisation and staff morale is low? It's a really important one because there's a lot of organisations out there who don't treat their staff as one of their key audiences. They don't communicate with them. They don't see the importance in it. They're all, um, they might put a lot of budget behind having this great reputation externally, but internally they're not investing in making sure that the team feel part of a team, that they feel valued. And it's a, it has a huge impact on the culture of an organisation. And if they are not doing that, then the staff, who should be the biggest advocates, are out there saying bad things about them on all these websites and on social media. doesn't make people want to go and work there. Um, they're not looking after the staff wellbeing, so they'll have sickness issues. And um, Actually, investing in your team and in communicating with your team can change the culture of an organisation massively and and have a huge impact on operations. There's all sorts of stats out there about how much more productive teams are when they feel engaged. And we all know what it's like if you feel happy and valued somewhere, you work harder, don't you? you? And I just don't think some businesses link the impact a proper internal comm strategy can have on resolving those issues like you mentioned, yeah. poor staff retention, high sickness rates. There is a link between the two, but I don't think um, some management teams are necessarily aware of that, and that, that PR can play a really important role in in helping on those you know those issues. I think it is important as well that they don't just organisations don't just appear to be good at this because there are a lot of organisations or there are some organisations out there particularly that we're aware of who hold themselves up as a beacon of light in terms of staff wellbeing and look aren't we great we've got a I don't know a ping pong table or a dartboard or something we've got we've put this on for staff but yeah actually when you drill down into it they've got high staff stress rates and people off with stress and mental health because they're not looking after the staff and a dartboard doesn't fix it all does no, it? No it doesn't it doesn't um, I think it's one of those areas that's undervalued it is Really but internal comms has started to rise, it I think, has. In It definitely has. And I think there has, in general, over the last 10 years, people have um, realised the importance it can play. But I think still, perhaps for businesses who've just set up, communicating with five employees is very different to, you know, two years later when you've got 50, 60, 70, 80, 100, you have to be able to adapt and change your approach to deal with dealing with more people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And that comes into the whole change thing as well, doesn't it? Management teams yeah. don't necessarily like to change how they've how done they things. Do. They just do it because that's how they've how done they've it. they've done it, but it doesn't work. It's not going to work anymore. You need somebody asking that why there, don't you? Definitely. And there are some fantastic internal communicators out there and, and agencies who specialise in internal comms and are agencies that look after internal comms and support the, in, the in-house teams now. And it's great to see that I, I do think there's a lot more prominence than there used to be for internal comms. It is just so frustrating that organisations will put big budgets against external comms and I think you probably the have internal to gets fight forgotten. a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. Thirdly is social media and why isn't our social media presence getting enough engagement? I think with social media, if you're constantly putting messages out there and you're not getting any engagement at all, it's not working. It's, it's just not working. Yeah. <laughs> and you need to understand why it's not working because you might as well not have the platform yeah. at all yeah. and you're it wasting not, your time. You are, it might not be the right platform for you because you've not done your audience research. Your content might be not reaching, not hitting the mark. So it's irrelevant to yeah. people. You've just, you might have just set it up all wrong. I mean, if this was a video rather than a podcast, I'd be banging my head against the wall because it frustrates me. And I, time and time again, I see particularly Twitter channels. I like Twitter. But I'll see people post things and I think, no, nobody's engaging with that. Absolutely nobody's engaging with that. You said the same thing yesterday and the same thing the day before. Why are you putting it out again? Because all that happens is people switch off, don't they? Yeah. They stop following them and it's just frustrating. Yeah. And that's why research, so I'm asking another why here, but that's why research is so important, isn't yeah. it? Because if you've done your research at the beginning, yeah. you're on the right channels and your content's yeah. engaging. Yeah. Who are you trying to target mm. and if you're getting zilch no and if your husband and your best friend's the only person that's <laughs> liking it and retweeting it then stop stop <laughs> fourth why are we getting no media coverage again that's similar to the social media social media one if you're getting no media coverage there will be reasons why primarily it's probably because what you're putting out ain't news yeah and I think people have lost sight of what is news and what isn't news. And the media landscape has changed considerably over the last few years. And things that would have perhaps got coverage just isn't going gonna, isn't gonna to get it now. No. And there's got to be a whole dose of um, realism put into this whole area. I think it's been um, hampered that in a way as well because... People's websites now, so they can write it as a blog and put it on there, which is great. Yeah. So, but everyone, yeah, you can self publish. Yeah. So, well, we can put it on yeah. our website. Yes, you can, absolutely. And you can put it on your social media channels, but that does not mean that this is newsworthy yes. for a magazine or an industry publication. It does not mean yeah. that they are going to use it. You have to have something to say. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got to be different, different things, yeah. aren't they? And quality over quantity comes in here as well it's better to have two really strong news stories a year even yeah. perhaps than just be churning out press release after press release about things that the media just is not going to cover yeah again that comes back to the why at the very beginning doesn't it when you're setting out the stall of what people want and if somebody did sit in a meeting and say to me i want four press releases a month i would be straight away saying why why? Who's told, who's told you that that's what you need. want? Yeah, and where um, they going? What's that, what, where, where do you want them to be? Where, where, what, what impact do you want from them? Yeah. What are your outcomes yeah. that you're expecting? Because quite often an organisation will say, you know, 
we want to be an X magazine or something, but actually to get the business outcome that they've set as an objective at the start, it might be absolutely nothing to do with the with yes. any kind of media coverage. It might be doing an event or it might be yeah. doing a web video or something. Or getting a reviewer down to go and see what they're doing. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Okay, and the fifth one is why measure PR activity? Why, why not? not? <laughs> 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 like, why not? It's just an absolute no-brainer to the point where I don't even think the question deserves answering. It's such a no-brainer. <laughs> Go on, Charlotte, this is your oh, area. I, I just feel like I rant on this podcast quite a lot. I think I'm probably a ranty woman. <laughs> I think there's a problem with about how people, a lot of organisations don't understand how to measure it, yeah, do yeah. they? Or to be what fair. to measure it as well, yes. or yeah. what they need to be measuring, what's important. Because you can spend a lot of time being a really busy fool measuring. I saw some people still tweet, oh, I'm nearly at 500 followers. Yay, go me. I think, why? Why? What, what? No. <laughs> or you'll see people still cutting out a piece of newspaper to do the, look, this is the, this yeah. is what I've got one, this press release in here and... And to be fair, I was jesting before, it's a very complex area, isn't it? It is. It is quite tricky to yeah. get your head around. There's a lot of very complex matrices yeah. and all sorts of um, industry standard stuff. And I think people are put off by the, whoa, I yeah. don't even know where to start with it. Tell them where to start. Barcelona principles. Yes. Start there. <laughs> there is somewhere to start, but it, do, it takes yeah. a bit of time, doesn't it, does. it, to invest in it. And I think that's probably where people have, been yeah. put off but I think what we're saying is that time is well spent it is. and it's the only way you're going to get any idea as we said yeah. previously what's working what's not and how you can move forward really stop shouting about the number of followers you've got stop shouting about the number of impressions and start looking at engagement yeah. and where that leads to and the outcomes and measure as the book says measure what matters measure what matters Okay, so that concludes the final episode of season one of PR Odyssey. It's quite a mouthful to say. It can't do. We need to leave it on a cliffhanger. Oh. I'm leaving. <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, I'll come back to you. <laughs> we will be back um, probably after the summer now, I would think, and we'll... We'll be back with some fresh ideas, some new topics. If you've got any feedback, any ideas, then get in touch. You can email us at info at sidekickpr.com. If you want to be a guest on the next season, get, get in touch. touch. Yes, Definitely. get in touch. And we will all be asking why a lot more yeah. from now on. So, goodbye. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening. <laughs>